Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate this is greg olson inviting you to check out my new blue wire podcast te1 where i interview tight ends throughout the history of the nfl who have helped revolutionize the position TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to a very special episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, uh, exciting times. We have Fabrizio Romano here, the transfer expert, well-known around these parts of the world. And and, and this time of season, Fabrizio, uh, I did watch that Bleacher Report video of you and kind of a day in the life of you. Uh what an exhausting time for you, but I can tell you that as everyone is out here following every word you have to say, thank you for being so credible, reliable, and sharing the insight that you get. You do definitely do an amazing job at sharing the information with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy, first of all, to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. And thank you for your words, because for me, it's the most important thing to be credible, to be reliable always with the fans, to, to have the check of the fans that are happy with my news. I just try to, it's impossible to be always the first, you know, but I always try to be reliable for, for the fans. So I just want Transfer Market to be a better place and with less <laughs> fake rumors and with many, many good news and right news. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, it's crazy because it's a jungle. Transfer Market is a jungle, but I like it. I love it. And so thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Dan, obviously, Fabrizio has recently stepped into the podcast world himself, hasn't he? Yeah, he also has a Patreon as well now for his podcast. No surprise at the name. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, Fabrizio, just wanted to give you a second too to talk about the the podcast as well and what you're doing with it. Yes, thank you, thank you. Just because it's it's absolutely new, we had two episodes, but it's about the behind the scenes of the transfer market. So the insights of the transfer market. I always say that my news will be 
for free, obviously, on my social media. I just work also with, with Sky, with The Guardian, but I always share my news with, on social media, so uh, it will be always free. But in this podcast, I'm going to talk about what's happening behind the scenes, what's happening behind the details of every deal, important deals, but not just it, also what is happening behind the deals, behind other deals also that I can mention on Twitter or on Instagram. So I'm trying to give other kind of news. It's not just the breaking news, but just uh, to explicate what's happening in the deal. So it was because many people were asking me, uh, why you don't do it on the podcast to explicate us what's happening, intermediary agents, directors. So I will have also some, some guests, I guess, in the next, uh, next month. So I'm happy because I, people like it and I am so, so happy. And thank you to giving me the chance to speak about it. Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure. <laughs> Um, all right, real quick, the rundown today. We're going to talk about Declan Rice. We're going to talk about <laughs> Chelsea's outgoings. We're expecting there to be quite a few. Uh, maybe even future plans beyond this window. We, we've seen Chelsea trying to play a long-term game ever since the, the recent transfer ban. How Chelsea operate in the market? What, what do we like? Are we good? Are we a pain? Are we Obviously, Marino have a big part in that. And then assessing uh, some rumors. So, Nick, I'm going to pass it to you right away for the first one. Bring you in because... We all know that I think this one is is pretty popular right now. Declan Rice, all things Declan Rice, Fabrizio. Uh, he seems to be at least the last remaining target in Chelsea's master plan for the window. How aggressively do you think that they will pursue him uh, now that the the goalkeeper Mendy is is nearly complete and over the line? They will try. They will try. I'm sure that they will try. They will make the first bid because in this moment there is no negotiation between West Ham and Chelsea. So we have to see how much they will bid. They are just waiting to complete, as you said, the, the Mendy deal. Then they have to complete also to, to sell in some players on next day days to understand how much they're going to bid for Declan Rice. It will be. It is a perfect transfer market by Chelsea. So we have to say congrats to Chelsea because they have been wow on another level on this summer. But about Declan Rice won't be easy, in my opinion, just because if you talk also with West Ham side, they always say that they are not going to sell him. So it will not be easy to go there. You pay and you get the player. I think there will be negotiation. You have to speak also with the player who wants to join Chelsea because Declan Rice wants to join Chelsea. So we have to see how much Declan Rice will push to join Chelsea this summer on these weeks because it's missing two weeks and the transfer market is over. So we have to wait to understand the position of West Ham because at the moment they say we are not going to sell him. So after the first bit from Chelsea, we will understand what will be the position if they will start to negotiate. They say it like 80 million euro to sell the current rice, and I think in this moment it's so difficult to see Chelsea spending 80 million euro to sell another player. So we need to see the first bit and if we'll start a negotiation or if West Ham will say, okay, we are not going to sell him on this summer. So we have to wait a bit, but for sure Chelsea will try, and for sure Declan Rice would love to join Chelsea also because. He loves Frank Lampard. He loves the idea of playing for mm-hmm. Chelsea. So he's just waiting for the first bid, but won't be so easy. Well, I think that's fair. And obviously West Ham being in London, they probably have the optics of selling to Chelsea. But um, we do know that they have financial issues. They just sold that young player as well to raise funds for the team. Um, so I guess hopefully it depends how much Moyes, I guess, is probably willing to let go of Rice. But if let's say Chelsea can't get Rice... 
Do you know of any other potential targets that Chelsea maybe have made initial contact with around Europe? For sure they have, but in this moment I can say there are advanced talks for different players also because as I told you, they are not even speaking with West Ham in this moment for the right. Carolina. So, And I think the mentality of Chelsea on this, in this transfer window has been so clear. We go for the first target and we try to get the first target. And I think it's the right way to win because it's the same that Liverpool did when, when arrived Jurgen Klopp. They say Dallison and they signed Dallison. They say Mosala and they signed him. They say it the same with Van Dijk and Keita and many others. So that's the mentality to win and to, to build up a top team. So that's what Chelsea are doing. Okay, we want Kajavets, we sign Kajavets. And the same with Avets, with, uh, with Werner, the same with Ziyech. So I think this is the mentality and this will be the mentality for Declan Rice. I think they will go for him. They have also backup options, but I'm not sure they're going for backup options if they, if they want to sign Declan Rice because mentality of Chelsea has changed this summer. And I have to say, in my opinion, it's the right one to be back at winning as Chelsea deserve. Hmm. Well, we, we like that. We love winning and we love Chelsea winning uh, on and off the pitch. So this is a good start to the season for us, at least uh, from an off-the-pitch experience. <laughs> um, when it comes to outgoings, though, and looking at how Chelsea are going to potentially make those funds available for someone like Declan Rice, there are definitely a lot of players that maybe just don't fit in what Frank Lampard and the club are trying to do at the moment. You know, I think the first one would be, you know, if we kind of just go down a rundown, you know, Jorginho has been kind of a man that really doesn't have a place in this starting 11, at least today. You know, are there places maybe like Atletico Madrid who have now just, you know, made some money hopefully here with uh, Morata going to Juventus that might be a great <laughs> home for him? Are there other clubs maybe trying to assess Jorginho as a, a potential incoming before the window closes? I think it won't be easy to sell Jorginho this summer, you know, in the last two weeks because um, Chelsea say, okay, if you have to, if you have to, to sell Jorginho, we need to have like 50 million euro, like a valuation of the player. So it won't be easy in two weeks to get this money or Chelsea will accept a loan with buy option. But I think it's so difficult because they always say they want their money for Jorginho. They don't consider Jorginho a player to be loaned out. So we have mm -hmm. to see what will happen with Atletico Madrid. It's right, they're going to take money from, from Morata, but it will be a loan for Morata, a loan with buy option from Juventus. So it won't be so easy, in my opinion, with Atletico Madrid, also because they are working with Torreira, with, with Arsenal. Uh, also in Italy, we had some contact with Juventus, we had some contact with, also with Roma, but no one has arrived to Chelsea to say, OK, we're going to buy Jorginho. So it won't be so easy. I would pay attention also on other players, because as I told you, for Jorginho, is nothing advanced yet. We have to wait to understand what will happen with other clubs. But other players can leave Chelsea for sure. I think for sure one of the left backs, one between Emerson Palmieri and Marcos Alonso is going to leave the club. For sure Inter are going to look at both and they will try for one. I think Emerson Palmieri was the first choice for Conte like in June, like in May and June. Now they are going to try also for Marcos Alonso. So we will see what will happen. But they hope to arrive on the last week and to get the player on loan. So that's the mentality of Inter. But also many other clubs that are trying to, to get players on last week's with a, a loan with buy option. So this will be the, the kind of deal also with the, the left back. And the same for AC Milan with Bakayoko, because as I'm saying by weeks, AC Milan want Timu Bakayoko back. The player wants to come back. So when you have the player that say yes, and you know Chelsea have Bakayoko out from their plans, they are going to try for the loan with buy option until the last day for 30 million euros as buy option. So here's another player who's going to leave Chelsea. Zappa Costa is a general player scored to yesterday. And we have to pay attention also to the centre-backs because as Lampard said yesterday, okay, we have many centre-backs, we have to understand what we have to do with many players. And about Tomori and Rudiger, we have to pay attention because one between Tomori and Rudiger, I think, is going to leave Chelsea in, this, in the last two weeks. 
Let's let's talk quickly about Rudiger because I think that was kind of the the shock option yesterday that he wasn't included in the in the squad. Are you hearing anything more concrete about you know, whether or not he's a serious viable target to leave, uh, or, and if so, which team or teams would be interested in his services? At the moment, I don't have the name of a specific team, but I'm told that his brother, who is working with Rudiger, is looking at the Italian market to find something different. Also, because with Roma, he was so good when he played in Serie A, then I love to Chelsea with with Conte. So pay attention, possible also to Inter. At the moment, I don't have any news about Inter trying to, to sign Rudiger, but we will see because the player wants obviously to play. He did a fantastic work also as a director of football for Chelsea this summer because with <laughs> Werner and Harvard, he has been key to, to sign both. But, uh, but yes, we will see what, what will be also the kind of the bids because you think, I think that, the, but it's not just for Chelsea, for many other top clubs, as I said, on the last two weeks, all the clubs that want to sign players will come to offer a loan with buy option. No one yeah. wants to pay on last days of transfer weeks. So we have to we have to understand what kind of bid is not just what club, but also what kind of bid Chelsea will receive because they say, okay, we have paid our players like we did with Avers, with Werner, with Ziyech and many others. We now we want money. We don't want to loan out players. So it will be not so easy, in my opinion. It seems to be the recurring theme. Like, but even if we continue to talk about Tamori and Bakayoko, Kappa, even it's like, it sounds like you're saying we Chelsea need to raise funds for like a Declan Rice, but no one has the money. Everyone's looking for these trade deals with obligations to buy, and obviously it's with the global pandemic that has severely affected this transfer market. I mean, we're talking about transfers September 21st. Normally, <laughs> the Premier League's over a month in at this point. That like the window is closed completely. There's still two weeks left, so it's all over the place. So I guess like, is there? And I think that, like, a Jorginho, as you say, is a very established player. Rudiger, those are established players who would have price tags connected to them. It just, I, I now all of a sudden, I'm kind of interested to see where Chelsea go in this market to, to raise these funds. Because, like, even an Emerson Palmieri, like, good player, has a lot of value of these things. But it's like, I don't, you know, loan only covers the wages. And maybe you get a little bit of a fee, but it's obviously not a sell-on fee. So... Uh, I think that is kind of changing my mentality a little bit for Brizio. But <laughs> one I'm concerned with is is Fakao Tomori. Uh, he played yesterday, but we have heard a lot of rumors that maybe he is looking to leave the club on loaners and different things. Um, that Everton seems to be the most concrete link with him. France for a little bit. Ren was holding out for him. Um, do I have to worry about Fakao leaving Chelsea? <laughs> yes, I think yes, because he's waiting too. Uh, I spoke also with his agents and they are waiting to understand the position from Chelsea. Between him and Rudiger, one will leave Chelsea. So yes, there is a possibility that it will be Fakayo. And we have to understand about Everton because as you say, they are the favorite. Carlo Ancelotti is in love with, with Tomori. So he would love to, to have him at Everton. And he's building the top team in my opinion because I like Everton so much this summer. And they did also a fantastic work at Chelsea. So uh, we have to understand about the, the situation of Tomori on next days. But I think there is a possibility that it's going to be loan love from, from Chelsea this summer but it's not just because you know we have to explicate also to Chelsea fans that it's normal that when you have a, a bid uh, week, uh, weeks like the last ones that where Chelsea 
signed many top players. They have the fantastic window. It's normal that when you sign and sign and sign players, the other clubs arrive to offer you loans because they know that you need to sell players. So I think it's normal. It's the other part when you say, okay, we had a fantastic window, then it's difficult to sell players. But I think it's a beautiful situation. Every fan would love to be in the Chelsea <laughs> situation this summer because we, as you say, we see many clubs, top clubs working just for loan for Barcelona, Juventus, Inter. Many clubs working just for loan, loan with buy option, loan with obligation to buy. Chelsea arrive and buy players. And so, wow. Yeah, we, we, we definitely feel like it's a good time to be a Chelsea supporter. So there's a, a lot of positivity here. I think one area that maybe hasn't been as bright for us, obviously we're, we're recording this in anticipation of the Mendy news dropping uh, sometime this week. But Keppa is one that is kind of a curious situation. What do we do with Keppa? Is there any market out there for him right now? Is anybody calling on Chelsea to see if there's an option to swoop in and grab him on loan at this point? Or is there just no conversation about him and kind of the global transfer market? No, in this moment, there is nothing, uh, nothing advanced for, for Kepa. I think he will fight with, with Edouard Mendy. I hope for Chelsea that something will change because I, I always was thinking that Kepa is a talented goalkeeper. I was not expecting something by him like he's doing on last weeks and last months. So I think this is not Kepa. He is so concerned. He's not concentrated. He's so young. So it's also normal. But I know for a fan, it's terrible to see a goalkeeper doing something as he did yesterday. So he needs to be back concentrated. I hope and I think that the arrival of Edouard Mendy will be also good for him because he can fight. He can be back concentrated. He can focus on football and say, OK, you have to fight to be the Chelsea goalkeeper. I am not guaranteed I am the Chelsea goalkeeper. And for a young player, this is so good because, you know, uh, it's not so easy to be Chelsea goalkeeper. I'm from another country in a top league like Premier League is. So he needed it. He needed it. And I'm happy that Chelsea are going to sign Mendy because also Kepa, in my opinion, would be a better goalkeeper with Mendy arriving to Chelsea. A, a quick follow-up to one of your notes earlier in the outgoing section. You talked about Alonso or Emerson leaving the club at the end of this window, um, but that Alonso may be preferred, um, which is an interesting uh, position as Emerson was kind of the, the favorite to leave earlier. Are you? Do you have any idea of the horse race right now? Which one is is necessarily in the lead, or why? At the moment, I have to say that Chelsea would prefer to sell Emerson Palmieri and to keep Alonso. So this is the idea of Chelsea. But you have to to to, to see and to check what is happening in the transfer market because in this moment, after Chelsea signing Chilwell, all the clubs understood that there were possibility also to sign Alonso. For example, if you speak with Antonio Conte's side, he would love to have Alonso. Obviously, he likes also Emerson Palmieri, but the first choice will be Alonso. We have to see because, as I told you, Inter can't pay today 30 million euro to sign Alonso or 40 million euro. All the same for, for Emerson Palmieri. They will go for a loan. So it's also about Chelsea decision, also about players' decision because it's possible that Emerson would accept to be a replacement for Chilwell. Alonso is possible. He wants to play. We have the euro on, last, on next summer. So also he has to, to get his place for, for Spain. So pay attention to Alonso's situation, in my opinion, because if it was June, I would say, okay, Emerson Palmieri is leaving Chelsea. Now they are 50-50 because it depends also by the other clubs who want to buy them. And Inter are 
for sure the favorite to sign one of them. What about Spain? I mean, is there another market or is it very much just Antonio Conte knows what they are, therefore <laughs> he's happy to go after them? I think Inter, Inter are on top on the race for, for Alonso. Yes, more than Spain market because in this moment, Chelsea have not received any bid for Alonso from, from Spain. There was something with Atletico Madrid, but Atletico Madrid now they have a Renan Lodi who is having good time. So at the moment they are not going for him. We have to see if they decide to go for a left back, he can be an option. But in this moment, there is nothing advanced. About the Inter, they need a left back because mm-hmm. they signed Kolarov from Roma, but he's playing like a centre-back this season, not as a left back. So I think they're going also for him. It will depend also by Perisic, you know, because Perisic is back in Inter from Bayern Munich. So they are considering if keeping Perisic as, as left, uh, left back, uh, playing with three defence with Antonio Conte, or to go for Marcos Alonso. But some agent is telling me, pay attention because Marcos Alonso can be the last target for Inter on next week. So pay attention to Inter. All right. Yes. All right. yes. <laughs> um, so I'm also, what about Olivier Giroud? Talking about Inter. He was very close to go last January. Sounds like he's, we think he's staying, but I think the door has kind of been open that if he wants to go, he's been allowed to. Is that what you're hearing? You were speaking about, sorry. Olivier Giroud. Oh, yes, because he had told with Inter he was so close to join Inter. He's just missing for medical sense sign a contract. And as in transfer market can happen, immediately the deal collapsed because Inter decided to do something different because of the age of the player. So it was really done. Eh? Then Antonio Conte was not so happy because he wanted Olivier Giroud to, to Inter, but something had changed. Now I think this summer he's not going to move. The only option that Giroud was going to consider was Juventus. Because he said, okay, if Juventus will call me to be their backup striker, I'm going to join Juventus for 5 million euros. So he was ready also talking with Chelsea to leave the club if Juventus would have made a bid. But at the moment, there is nothing advanced. So just if Morata deal will collapse, it's possible because everything can happen in transfer market. But if some other deal will collapse, it's possible that Giroud can join Juventus. But he's not, it's on the only club. Inter are not going for him. Same for Roma. In this moment, we have rumors, links here in Italy, but Giroud won't leave Chelsea to join Roma in this moment. So we have to see what will happen, but at the moment, Giroud is staying at Chelsea. Yes. So the the only other thing that you know, kind of maybe name that started to populate just recently is Callum Hudson-Odoi. He's been in the conversation again. Uh, Lampard's been talking about kind of what his commitment needs to look like. Obviously, previously been linked very heavily with Bayern Munich before he signed a long term you know deal here. Is there? a possibility that he leaves this window is the kind of the the link to Bayern Munich back on or is it possible that you know uh, there's maybe other clubs that are looking at him as an option I think possibility we have the possibility because we are speaking about a good young player good talent in my opinion I like him and he wants to play. It's normal. So when you see Chelsea board signing Ziyech, signing Havertz, signing many players, offensive players, you think, okay, it's possible I have to go out and to play because I need it. At the moment, Chelsea have not received any bid for Callum. So they are just waiting by Bayern. As you say, they are they have always been interested in Callum and But in this moment, they signed Sané. They have many top players on this position. So it won't be so easy. But the possibility, I would say yes, because Chelsea have many offensive players. So they need to taste on the season. And if a bid will arrive, I don't know if loan, if permanent deal, they will consider it because Callum wants to play and they think he's right because young players have to play. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm right there with you, Fabrizio. It's a, a luxury of riches, but also becomes a problem. You know, these young players want to play and they know they need minutes. 
Um, awesome. Appreciate it. We're going to take a real quick ad break, but listeners, when we get back, we saw future plans. Chelsea are not done. Uh, involvement of Petr Cech, Marina Granovskaya, Lampard, and negotiations. How's that goes? Uh, so we've got more coming at you. So we'll be right back. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with the free $75 credit at Indeed.com forward slash podcast. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com forward slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easier to do just that. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. As I'm the hairiest person on the show, Brandon and Dan both elected for me to do this ad read. But, to their chagrin, I actually own Manscaped products already, including the Lawnmower 2.0 trimmer, but they have gone and done even better. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replacement ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps to reduce grooming accidents, which is a very good thing. The waterproof technology also allows for you to groom in the shower and for up to 90 minutes. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your grooming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free so that you know you're in good hands. They even have a crop reviver to keep you fresh in the steamiest of conditions. Their foot duster foot deodorant is so good that it can reduce even the odor of the smelliest, dirtiest feet. All of this means that in the middle of the summer, with peak humidity, that you're doing everything you can to stay fresh. Use the code LONDONISBLUE and get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. If you want to do a better job of grooming, all you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone, and you will change your life for the better. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code LONDONISBLUE, all one word. Upgrade your grooming routine with the luxury products of Manscaped. All right, the Fabrizio, Chelsea struck where there was opportunity in this transfer market, getting Timo Werner, Kai Averts, uh, Akim Ziyech, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, and now Edouard Mendy. This, that is amazing that I just rattled off all those names. It has been a while since Chelsea have done something like that. Um, but if we look a bit forward, I think that obviously Chelsea are still looking at center back and maybe some attacking options. Um, do you feel like Chelsea have been laying the groundwork right now for stuff to happen maybe in the January transfer window or even next summer? Because from what we've been reading, especially out there, is that a lot of like the Havertz and, and the Werner and the Ziyech, like these have been 
18, 24 month plans put in place? Yes, I think they are planning also for next summer, I'm sure, because Chelsea, as I told you at the start, are changing their mentality. It's not just about playing dying players and don't have a strategy that was the disaster of last year for Chelsea in terms of winning, but they are changing their mentality, they are changing their strategy. So good work from Marina, from Petrocek, and in particular from, from Frank Lampard, because really Frank Lampard, in my opinion, has changed the mentality of Chelsea, also on transfer market, not just on the pitch, but also on transfer market. So they are planning also for next summer. As I told you, it will be a Liverpool style, because they are going for top targets. They won't say the second choice, the third choice, the third option, the replacement. They just want the top targets. So this will be the mentality also next summer. It will depend by what Chelsea will need. In my opinion, a top centre-back is a possibility for next summer. So they will consider this kind of move. And we have to see what will happen also with the right-back, for example. So there are many options that Chelsea will consider, but the mentality will be the same. We go for the top target. We're going to spend big money for the top target. So it's impossible to have the same window as they had this summer because this summer was on another level by other clubs in, in Europe. But for sure, they will go for the same mentality, not buying 10 players, but buying two or three players that will be top ones ready to fight and to, to make Chelsea win again. Um, on the center back specifically, I uh, wanted to quickly follow up on a, on a rumor that, that we heard around uh, Jimenez from Atletico Madrid. Uh, obviously, there seems to be a, that's a profile of player that Frank Lampard would, would like in his center back. And, and obviously, you know, Thiago Silva is not a long-term solution as a, as a signing. So uh, not to jump too far ahead into 2021 <laughs> or 2022, but um, are, are you hearing any kind of, you know, rumors around Chelsea's interest in particular center backs, whether it's Jimenez or, or any others? But sure, Jimenez is one of the favorites of the board of Chelsea. So this is sure also by Frank Lampard because we are speaking. Um, I'm in love with Jimenez because I'm convinced he's one of the best centre back in the world. I love his mentality. I love his he, 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 everything about him because I was watching at him when he was in Danubio in Uruguay. He was so young. An agent told me, "Look at this guy that he will be the new PK." And they said, "Okay, why are you saying this? I saw this player." And I said, wow, he, he's rude, he's fast, he's everything. So, wow, what a defender. So, for sure, Chelsea will try for him, in my opinion, if he will stay to Atletico Madrid. The big problem with Atletico Madrid is the same for Oblak, is the same for Tomas, is the same for data players. They have the release clause and they won't accept any other bid if you don't put the release clause. So, 120 million euros is the release clause of Jose Jimenez and won't be so easy, in my opinion, to sign him because he's a big fee for a centre-back. And in my opinion, it's too much for a centre-back. I love Jimenez, but it's too much for a centre-back, 120 million euros. So that's why we have to understand what Chelsea will do, with time, what kind of, of season will have Jimenez, because it's possible that Atletico Madrid will change their mind if he will not have a good season. But, you know, Simeone, with his mentality at Atletico Madrid, always say, we sell players only if you pay the release close. So for sure, it's a top target for Chelsea, but won't be easy also next summer, I'm sure. What about some attacking options? Obviously, Chelsea let Pedro and William leave. Christian Pulisic is is dealing with some of his injuries. Um, I feel like it's a good opportunity for Chelsea to kind of uh, add players to their attack, maybe in some different positions. The midfield seems to have been a big priority, but are there some like wingers or outside attackers as well that you know Chelsea have been looking at that you've heard about? You mean for next summer or for this one? You know, both really. Mind for sure they are monitoring many players for sure. I would pay attention also on the future goalkeeper because they signed Mendy, for example, and I'm sure they are also looking on some young goalkeepers for the future if Kepa will not be back at this level. So obviously they won't spend 80 million euro, but for example Chelsea 
were one of the clubs who was interested in in Donnarumma for sure because they had contact with Rayola as many other clubs like Paris Saint-Germain like Real Madrid he's going to extend this contract with AC Milan so won't be a free agent on next summer in my opinion because what I'm told that he's going to extend his contract but the example of Donnarumma is that Chelsea are looking on young players in any position it's not just about the goalkeeper also for the attacking players for sure I think they can try something also from South America you know they are considering also some move for young players from South America that can become an opportunity because now Real Madrid and Barcelona are not having good times. They signed every top young talent from South America in the last four or five years. So now something can change for Premier League clubs. And so we have to pay attention on this kind of moves. I think also for next summer, not right now. Now, now is absolutely impossible, but all next summer is a good possibility. So pay attention to South America. Is there a particular... Uh country or league in South America All where of them, you Dan. feel like Chelsea? <laughs> I know, but maybe in specific. If in no, specific, I think Brazil. Is there one I think or two? Brazil, yes. More than Argentina, yes. Okay. Because in Brazil are growing up good talents. For example, Gacayo Jorge from Santos. They have many good talents and Chelsea scouts are monitoring him, them and pay attention to this kind of player. I am obviously speaking about no advance at all or something like this because people say, yeah, Fabrizio, you said we're going to sign Caio Jorge. It's not like this. They're just <laughs> monitoring players. Then we will see. We have an ear to, to see what will happen. So as we kind of talk about that larger picture, uh, one of the things that has been exciting to watch, you know, we talked about uh, Marina Granovskaya, the involvement of Lampard, the involvement of Czech. Uh, you know, Marina just seems to be such a skilled negotiator. Clubs kind of talk about, puff out their chest, talk about this massive value they're going to get for a player and then somehow she works magic and gets a, a lower transfer fee. What's what's the opinion of maybe her as a negotiator and then maybe largely as like Chelsea as a, a negotiation kind of club as being like a partner in, a, in an agreement? Oh, they're doing, in my opinion, they're doing a fantastic work. Also, when you speak with agents, with, with directors, they always speak good about Chelsea, this board of Chelsea. I think Petr Cech is doing also a good work with, my, work with Marina. But as I told you before, I think the key has been Frank Lampard. Because I don't know if Kai Havertz was at Chelsea without Frank Lampard as his manager. But it's also when, when Frank Lampard calls you to join Chelsea, it's something special, you know. It's something different. So it has been the real key, in my opinion, of the transfer window for Chelsea. Because, for example, Kai Havertz was the main target for Bayern Munich on next summer. They told many times to his agent, if you're not going to move this summer, stay at Bayern Leverkusen just for one year, and they're going, we are going to sign you on next summer. This summer we go for Sané, next summer we go for Kai Havertz. You know, when a German club is contacted by Bayern Munich, when a German player is contacted by Bayern Munich, it's so difficult to say no. They always say yes, they always stay in Bundesliga. Many times they join Bayern Munich. So I was so surprised when I saw that Chelsea arrived and also with Frank Lampard contacted the players many times, pushing to get him, convincing him. And we arrived in August with a player who was playing, was playing Europa League. But in his mind, he always had Chelsea. He was totally convinced by Chelsea. And this is thanks to Frank Lampard, thanks to the club, thanks to Marina, always with, with better check, because something has changed. Also, players are feeling that this board is working to get Chelsea at their level, top level to win a game. So something has changed. You were looking at Chelsea some years ago, like a different club, okay, always a top club, but with a strategy who was so confusing, you know? We buy players, we don't know where we want to go, changing manager. Now they said, okay, we go with Frank, we are convinced with Frank. Obviously, Champions League football has been key because if you play Champions League football, you can get many players. But I have to say congrats to this board because they are doing a fantastic work. And this is a teamwork. Also, when you speak with agents, as I told you, with directors, they say, we see a club who's working as a club and not Marina against the agent, against the director, against the manager. 
this can happen in football, but they see Chelsea going on the strategy as Bayern Munich. In my opinion, Bayern Munich are the best club in the world as they work as a club. They are totally on the same way. They have a precise strategy. And this is what Chelsea are going to try to do with Marina, with Petr Cech, and obviously with Frank Lampard. Well, obviously, I'm excited about Petr Cech and his role. And I think the fact that he speaks so many languages is, is a huge help. Uh, it sounds like he even plays translator for Frank. But is it is it common for a manager to be so involved in the transfers? I mean, Ziyech, Werner, and Averts all cited Lampard's role in it as part of it. I feel like, you know, a Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp, like they would be able to enter into negotiation and have a positive impact as well. But I feel like we haven't really heard that much from Chelsea in the past. So is it common for a manager to be this involved, or is Frank different because? He just was playing a few years ago and had such an amazing career as a player. I have to say, it's common to be involved, but it's not common to have this kind of impact because um, to be so attractive. But they think it's normal when you have a player like Frank Lampard, who are over the world, is like one of the best of last years in, in football, is normal. But as you said, as Guardiola, as Klopp are doing a fantastic work in negotiation too. They call players, they have face time with the players, they try to convince players. Klopp, for example, for Thiago, was the key to sign him and, and not going to Barcelona. And the same for Guardiola with many other players. The same is now for Chelsea with Frank Lampard. So it's common they try to be involved but it's not so easy to be so attractive. For example, in Italy, we have Antonio Conte, you know, you had him at Chelsea, who is also uh, obsessed with the players. When he wants a player, he always <laughs> say, call him and try for him and send messages. So Frank has a different style. He's not so obsessive, but he has the style of a player who has been one of the best in the world. So when you see on your phone, Frank Lampard is calling you, I think you have, okay, I have the opportunity of playing with Chelsea, with Frank Lampard. He's like football manager, in my opinion, for a young player. So it's perfect. It's perfect. And that's why, yes, I'm convinced that Frank will be a top manager, not just on the pitch, but also working on, on transfers. And he obviously works really well with Petr Cech as they were teammates back in the day. Petr Cech's role has been one of a little bit of mystery for a lot of supporters. Are you getting any more definition along the way of you know whether he's doing some of the scouting, whether he's helping in negotiation, whether he's as Dan said, playing translator, whatever. Uh, I think that's that's something that we're interested in. If if he's having just as much impact in some of these pre-negotiations as, as even Lampard is. I don't know. He's having a good impact. Absolutely, yes. Also, for example, in the Harvard CL, he was working to have contact with Bayer Leverkusen. He was flying to Leverkusen to meet with with the board sometimes. So, yes, he's working on, on also on the top deals. So, yes, about the scouting, obviously, being a, a former top player, he can scout players, but also in negotiation, in talking with the clubs, he's having a good impact. And you have to tell you that, uh, for example, in, I'm told that during the, the Champions League final, the director of Chelsea who was working to, to, to speak with Bayer Leverkusen and to say, okay, we're going to complete tomorrow because the Monday after the Champions League final, Chelsea completed the deal with Kayavers. Then they had some small things to complete and that's why they took two weeks to announce the player. But the deal was done immediately after the Champions League final. And Petr Cech was talking with Bayer Leverkusen to complete everything, to, to send the contrast and, and everything. So yes, he's absolutely involved. Yes. We've also heard over, over the years that Chelsea maybe have kind of gone away or don't like the model of working with super agents, kind of the, the fees that they can ask for in a negotiation. Uh, most famously, maybe like when Papa was on the market coming to Italy, there was the like, uh, you know, Chelsea aren't going to want to work with uh, Mino Radiola. 
Uh, is that still the case? Do Chelsea kind of have a preference and, and do they kind of stay away from people that are being managed by kind of the, the quote unquote super agents? I have to say yes, but it always depends but you, by what you can get. Because if you want to mm-hmm. get a player, in my opinion, you can also talk with Rayola, with Mendes, it's normal. They ask for money, but because they have the best players in the world. So it's normal, in my opinion, because it's part of the game. Obviously, transfer market is a crazy world because we have crazy wages, crazy and also commissions to the agents. Okay, but in this world, it's normal that Mino Raiola and Jorge Mendes ask important commissions when you, they try to give you players like Pogba or Donnarumma, for example. Donnarumma, if it would be a free agent, it's normal that Raiola is going to ask like 10 million euro to, to give him the player. So... So it's part of the game, but in this moment, it depends by the player that Chelsea are going to look. Obviously, they prefer not to talk with this kind of agent because of the commissions. But I'm sure that in future, for example, next summer, if Chelsea will look at the player of Minerayola, they won't have any problem to talk with him. I'm convinced. Kind of a, a quick follow to that, though. Are, are there any clubs outside of maybe uh, Napoli now <laughs> uh, that, that won't do business with Chelsea? Is Are you getting the sense that there are... You know, there are obviously friendly clubs that Chelsea does business with often, like Ajax uh, and others that won't. Yes, they have many. Also, also in Italy, as you say, with, with Napoli, obviously, because they had the, the, the situation of Sarri and then they had the situation of, of Jorginho. And Jorginho deal is what is complicating Koulibaly to Manchester City. Two years have passed and they are still not talking between Manchester City and Napoli. So you can understand how it's important in football to have a good relationship between clubs because then you want a player and you can sign him. As you said, also Ajax, obviously, but Chelsea have a good relationship with many top clubs. So I think they are not a war club. They are going to destroy a relationship with other clubs. No, they have a good relationship with many clubs. As also said, uh, always here in Italy, they say they have a bad relationship with Inter because of Conte leaving so badly the club. But it's not true. They have no problem with Inter. They have some problem with Conte, obviously. But it's not the problem of Conte that is blocking some deals. For example, Conte. Here in Italy, they're talking about Conte on the papers. But it's not because of Conte that Chelsea won't sign, sell Conte to Inter. If you pay the player, you get the player. Also, if you have Conte, Sarri, you have another manager. Inter are not paying 80 million euros and Chelsea keep Kante. It's normal. So it's not just about Conte. They have good relationship also with Inter, also with AC Milan. They always had many deals from AC Milan some years ago. So yes, I think they have no problem in, on this side. So yes, and good, good relationship with many top clubs. Well, good. I think that 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 is fans makes us happy too, as well. You know that that we're not hated across Europe off the pitch. We can understand on the pitch reasons. Um, but for Bito, just to wrap up a little bit, um, obviously you are uh, the go-to source for transfers. You must get hit with so many rumors and things like that. Uh, how is it going for you, kind of being able to kind of wade through what you hear and, and getting validation on things before you can kind of break it on your Twitter feed? Yes, it's a complicated way, I have to say, because every day you have to stay always concentrated. You can't have a free time, never. You can say, okay, I'm going to sleep two hours and you have news and you lose the news and <laughs> fans get crazy, so I can't. Uh, so it's complicated, I have to say. It's a crazy life when we have the transfer window. But at the same time, I always say it was my dream to work about football, to work about transfer, because I love transfers. As I always say, following the transfer news is, is the same of a match for me. It's the same feeling. I like it as a football match, because it, in, everything can happen in every moment. So you have to be always focused, concentrated. You have to check with many people, agent, director, clubs, uh, family of the player, if you can. Intermediary, in my work, intermediary have been key on last years because they can give you some updates and they don't have the pressure of the club who can't mm-hmm. say anything until the deal is done. So, yes, it's so complicated, I have to say, but 
I have to say also thank you to the fans and I'm happy to be here with you also to talk with the fans, in this case the Chelsea fans, because you know, when you see the passion of the fans also about Transfer Market to have news, to have updates, you feel, okay, I want to give to the fans the news. It's not just about me or because <laughs> it's my work, I have to work with the guy or with Sky. It's also about the fans because when I see the fans happy, buzzing for the news, for me, it's a fantastic feeling. He likes scoring a goal, I always say. It's like I'm playing football in a Champions League final and I'm scoring a goal. That's for me. For example, others, when I say, here we go, it was difficult to have two weeks later people saying, why is not official part for Brits? Why they are not announcing him? And I say, keep waiting, keep waiting. Be patient because the player is coming and the same with Mendy. So Chelsea are having a fantastic window, but they are a bit slow to announce players. And this is a problem yeah. for me because they send me <laughs> million messages. Why they're not announcing, ah, you're proud, you're ever... And I say, keep calm, Mendy is coming. So, yes, uh, I think we have to be, everyone as journalists, as fans, use it to this kind of tough market. Understand that it's not FIFA that you sign players in two hours. You need days, you need time. Mm-hmm. But it's a fantastic word, in my opinion. So I have to say thank you to the fans because if I love this work and I th- if I can do it 24 hours every day, it's because the fans, I feel the fans have emotions and I really like it. I can only imagine the metrics on your Twitter profile for the mentions <laughs> that you get right now. <laughs> Stay out of Fabrizio's DMs, man. Stay out. <laughs> uh, one, one last question to go out on, on kind of a fun one, Fabrizio. What is the craziest transfer rumor that you heard uh, either this summer or over the last couple of years, let's say, around Chelsea? Is there someone that was just so absurd that you're like, wait, what? About Chelsea, you mean? Mm, I have to be honest with you. As I said, when I heard the first time about Havertz and when an agent told me about Havertz for the first time, told me they are really working to, 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 start, to sign Havertz because they are going to, from Bayer Leverkusen side it was, he told me by Leverkusen, I'm going to sign Schick from Leipzig because they're going to sell Havertz to, to Chelsea. And I said, really? Chelsea, after Werner, after signing Old Ziyech, they are going for Havertz. I think it's so difficult. 100 million euro, Bayern Munich involved. So difficult. told me, trust me, they're going to sign Havertz. And I said, why is it possible? I think, okay, Chelsea have money, Roman Abramovich, whatever you want, but it's so difficult in the same summer to get Ziyech, Werner and Havertz after the virus, after the top clubs losing money. All the top clubs, if you talk on the phone, they say we are desperate, we are not getting any money, we're not getting money from the stadium, we're not getting any money from, from merchandising, we are in a terrible situation, and Chelsea are going to spend 100 million euros also for Havertz. So I have to be honest, I was so surprised. Yes, and I was also surprised about the timing, because as I told you, and I'm going to tell you more about this, uh, on the night of the, the final of the Champions League between Bayern Munich and, and Paris Saint-Germain, during the, the first, uh, at the end of the first half, I had the call from one of my sources and he told me, okay, Bayer Leverkusen and Chelsea have completed the deal for Havertz and now Bayer Leverkusen have called Roma to say, okay, let's try to complete the chic deal because Havertz is a Chelsea player. And they said, oh, it's happening during the first half of the, the Champions League final? <laughs> yes. Rudy Fowler has a contact directly with Roma and he contacted Roma during the first half of the Champions League final and you can understand in this way how everything can happen in transfer market expect the unexpected so congrats to Chelsea but I was not expecting Chelsea to sign Kayaver so you have to be honest oh man well we are thrilled obviously we'll we'll leave it at that uh I think it's probably safe that we can break a rumor Fabrizio that you will be <laughs> off Twitter for a couple of days when this transfer window ends uh <laughs> no, and that's no, no. well 
well deserved on you uh even though the transfers never stop but thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the chelsea fans obviously have been so happy with all the announcing you've been able to do for us this season so uh you've got our support you're doing an amazing job and honestly just thank you again for being a credible reliable source that we can go to in this crazy world of transfers. So thank you, Fabrizio. Thank you, guys. Really, it's been a pleasure to be with you. I hope to be with you soon again. And thank you, really, because your words are what I am looking to try to, to do because I want to be just reliable, not just the first. Sometimes I try, but also reliable. And this is important <laughs> for me. So thank you and good luck for Chelsea. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap, Chelsea fans. Go thank Fabrizio on Twitter. Tell me you appreciate it. But that is up for us. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Oh,